arrived in Kilinochi from London to attend the crucial meeting between the Norwegian envoy and the Tamil Tiger leader. We are not stipulating any condition for talks. What we are saying is there should be a cessation of violence. On our part, we have pledged that there will not be any acts of violence. At the same time, we warn the government of Sri Lanka to ensure through the armed forces that there shouldn't be any violence perpetrated against innocent civilians through paramilitary units. Political observers said the announcement of restarting the peace talks brought a sigh of relief among the people who feared an immediate war in the country. For Free Speech Radio News, I am Ponnaya Manikavasagam from Baunia, Sri Lanka. Run Collective. Our newscast is produced by Simba Rousseau and Monica Lopez. Shannon Young is our headlines editor. Washington editor is Leanne Caldwell. Our technical production team is Jade Paget-Seekins and Eric Klein. For archives of this or any other newscast or documentary, please visit our website, www.fsrn.org. For questions or comments, email us at comments at fsrn.org. In Washington, D.C., I'm Selena Masuda, sitting in for Ada Bogado. What station am I listening to? Stifling. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man. Closets, Closets are, are for clothes. Closets are for clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence. 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. <laughs> We're here, we're on, Closets are for Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3, Radio Free Ann Arbor. The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies. We are your hosts, Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. And we are here. Hello. Yay. And uh, Christy is here as well, which will be joining us in, in about a couple seconds. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, it is Wednesday, January 25th, I believe it is. Um, and uh, we have Meredith, Christy, and myself in the um, studio, along with Alex, our fabulous engineer. Yay, Alex. Who makes us sound wonderful every single week. So we appreciate that and um, does a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't get opportunity to do. So, um, so thank you again, Alex. Alex. So, um, uh, how are you, Meredith? I am wonderful. Good. I good. got two weeks of my vacation, and I'm ready to go. But two I, weeks to your vacation? Yeah, ten wow. days. Ten, ten days. Oh, from who's counting? Who's kidding? <laughs> I wasn't, but my boss was like, "That's ten days from now," and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm not ready. I'm not ready." <laughs> I mean, I'm ready, but I'm not ready. Exactly. Wow. Yes. So sun and warmth, or are you going um, cool and uh, chilly? No, we're going sun and warmth. Oh, good. So there'll be, you know, I don't know, coconut drinks on a beach. Woohoo! And some snorkeling and some, you know, cruising around in a boat, I hope. Or just cruising? Or just cruising. Oh, all right. So Fantastic. I'm excited, but things have been busy. So much is happening Really? In our world today. Like, well, like, what do you mean? Are, are we going to be tuning in later? Well, during if our... you stay, you will hear all of the wonderful news that's going on currently. So. Ah, okay. So a little teaser for the... A little uh... teaser for the later. Exactly. Wow. So, and, and Christy, uh, welcome back. Thank yes. you. Yes, exactly. Sorry for my absence. It was totally unexpected and unplanned, as you guys know. Right, right. Um. 
but and we yeah. were all sending you good wishes. Thank you very much. Yes. I'm actually very... I'm freezing. I'm sorry. I keep wringing my hands. It's, I don't, it's not because there. I'm uptight or nervous. I'm freezing. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad to be back here. I had a moment earlier today where I was like... I was doing some final stuff for our interview guest, and I was thinking... Um, I was like, how long has it been? And my partner said, has it been like a month? And I was like, no, not really. It just seems that way. Yeah. <laughs> it really, exactly. really does. You know, I'm doing okay other than being cold. I, right. I, um, yeah, you know, somebody in my neighborhood broke some glass in the street and totally just left it there. Oh. So I'm really, and I, I drove over it because I didn't know it was there. Mm-hmm. And right. I only saw it when it was kind of too late. So I'm really hoping I don't walk out of here tonight when the show is over and have a flat tire. Oh my, yeah, exactly. That'd be a sad thing. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. There was a, a situation in one of our one of our rooms where, <laughs> um, uh, like Monday morning, there was like glass like glass shattered in water. Um, like somebody dropped a like a glass or something, mm-hmm. and we're like, well, it, like we found it like at eight thirty in the morning. So was it like? the beating that was just in there or was it something's been waiting since the weekend it was like a weird it's been a weird like come on people clean up the glass right why couldn't somebody sweep that up like it's literally the middle of the street right yeah so it's not as though i mean i don't even know if i could have avoided it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a it was a lot of i mean it was small pieces so chances are good it didn't really do any damage to my tire but right right you never know right exactly exactly How are you, Dan? Well, I'm doing okay. I just want to make a general announcement that because um, of the sunny weather and the 50 degrees on Thursday and Friday, it is because Michigan um, is getting that good weather because of all the gays and lesbians and bisexuals and transgenders, the pagans, the women's (laughs) health uh, people. I'm just making, I'm just being really radical here. And if other people can make other kinds of announcements are very hateful. It's the bad weather. Yes. Happens because of of all these things. I'm going to say it's the good weather is because um we bring such sun and warmth and and um (laughs) good feelings and happiness um during these winter months right on you know i like it i do too yeah i like it a lot because i've been a little bit angry with him it's just like what i mean now he has some other tirade and i just says you know what i don't even want to listen to it anymore and like you know what there's got i know i understand free speech I, i i get that i understand it but i've got to come up with something much more creative to fight such hate, uh, hateful speech. Right. Well, we can do it with lots of things, right? You have a particularly good dinner. It's because of the gays. Th- there you go. <laughs> exactly. No, it you, probably is. Right, but anyway. <laughs> right. probably is. On, so, at one point or another, that dinner was related to a gay person somehow. Or say you get a really good deal on your new car. That's uh, it's I, the pagans. Uh, that, it's that, the pagans. That, you know? That's right. Yeah. Let's let's do it all over the place for everything. Yes, I like that yes. idea. Yeah, that it is because a, we are here in Michigan. Right, because right. we do often notice that it's the bad stuff, and we blame. Yes. you know the on whomever or whatever we blame the bad stuff. Well, let's notice the good stuff mm-hmm. and let's attribute that. it to mm-hmm. yes. the good stuff. folks. Exactly. Yes, our communities. Definitely. I love it, Dan. Yes. So I. I, I probably Thanks, won't be able Dan, to... I needed that, actually. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes, I've been kind of feeling a little down the past couple a days. positive activism. That's exactly what I thought. I've got to get back into this little... you know. And in fact, at work, I was complaining that I was in a mood. And they kind of like looked at me like, I hate to see you when you're giddy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because if this is you in a bad mood, uh, the, something's wrong. So, yes. So, it's going to be... Uh, so, yeah. So, I thought I'd just make that general, general announcement. So, But other than that, it's been kind of a... Um, uh, a blase week. I mean, things have been happening. Oh, and the weather's that way. Mm-hmm. The politics, the news, everything. It's all that oh, way. Oh, my gosh. Sort of bl- yes. It makes you want to just crawl into bed and pull the covers over your head and hope that you'll wake up the next morning and it was all a bad dream. Right? And I did that and it still didn't work. <laughs> still didn't work. <laughs> well, that may also explain why I've been sleeping so late. Yes. I'm like, not wanting to... I've not been waking up before 10 o'clock, which is pretty late for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I usually wake up around, like, 7.30, 8 o'clock, and uh, this week, nothing before 10. Not a thing. Wow. Not a stir. Not an urge to pee. Nothing before <laughs> yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning. So that... Perhaps that's why. Right. Right. 
But um, speaking of urges to pee or getting up in the middle of the night, <laughs> um, our, uh, <laughs> suddenly so, we went downhill. Oh, really? Exactly. Really sure. It happened so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. That's right. Well, so I have this new housemate, and um, and she has two cats. And so I've been kind of thinking, okay, so we'll just kind of let the cats get used to being in the new place, and you know, kind of getting used to me being around, and kind of eventually would think that I would actually meet these cats, and and. They, they're they very interesting. Like the, I have not necessarily seen them, but I've definitely seen their shadow. You know, it's one <laughs> That's of those. Really creepy. It, it is, it yeah. is, you know. And and apparently they are making lots of noises at night that I am not hearing, but my housemate is. And um, and so I was kind of like being the, the cat person that you are. Um, I, I, I was wondering, Christy, if you, um, if you have any like helpful suggestions. Like last night was one of those weird situations that I got up at 11 o'clock to go get like a, um, a, a soda, um, from the refrigerator and, and all of a sudden I saw this mad dash, um, or this brown, black streak, uh, go to the, um, go toward the other bedroom. And I was just like, <gasps> Like oh that must have been one of the cats, um, and and so I'm just kind of been kind of like uh, leery. I'm not really sure like what's what's going on. Or even this morning when I went to get the heater um, from the other bathroom, I was <laughs> I was like apparently I like startled the cat and he was like coming toward me, and then <laughs> saw that oh my god you're not who I thought you were, and like went around the other corner. It's which, like you a party run. Yes, exactly. So I'm kind of like. This has been like ten days now. This has been like a week. Actually, that's nothing. That's ten nothing. Days. Yeah. That's really? Nothing. So I got to wait took, a little longer. It took oh, a friend yeah. of mine, her cat, a year, <gasps> almost, wow. before she'd like really. It was like, okay, this is my cat, not just some cat who's visiting. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not really a cat person. I know you might think I am because I have cats, but right. I'm not really. I. Just sort of have gotcha. them. Gotcha. Okay. And I, I mean, I try to understand them as best I can because I think that that's sort of the responsible pet owner thing to do. I try mm-hmm. to get information about them. I have a cat in my house that I've lived with now for six years that still doesn't like me very much. Wow. They're just finished. I mean, they're just cats. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just how they are. They don't. Right. Oh, okay. She doesn't hide from me like you're talking about or run away from me or anything like that. Um but I think she's plotting my death. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I think that that will never stop. Okay. I think that that's just, she's not, she's always one step away from like, right. Well, getting you. Yeah. Or she does things that are just rude. You know, uh, like if I lay down or sit down next to my partner and maybe put my arm around her, this cat's boom right in between us. <laughs> or if we're laying in bed under the covers, she will struggle and find a way to get in between us and for hours until she can oh my Not goodness if we're asleep but if i we're think asleep, she leaves us i alone. think animals are just like that like they become very territorial uh-huh. about people because my partner's dogs are the same way right if, if i give him a hug or we even stand next to each other one of the dogs just starts barking and barking and barking Wow! Yeah. So goodness. Don't hold your breath. I guess. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> well, right. Well, but that's the other thing. Like my my housemate's reporting. Like she says, "Oh, Dan, a cute thing just happened. You know, last night." And I'm like, "Well, what?" And she's like, "Well, the, the one of the cats was laying on the couch or was curled up on the couch sleeping, and I was watching him, and oh, it was so adorable." And I'm like. Uh, wait a minute here. When I come out in the middle of the night, boom, the thing just, I mean, I see this yeah. mad dash. It's also because it's not used to the sounds you make. Right. And the sounds that, oh, like, your house makes. That's and, true. Right. And that, I mean, it's getting adjusted to everything. Everything. And it let may alone very you. well be also that you have a deep voice. Deep voices, oh. like if cats aren't familiar with voices, that it's a little weird for them. Oh, okay. You know, one of the cats that I have, the one that I actually, that isn't plotting, one of the ones that isn't plotting my death on a regular basis, <laughs> you know, she, I have friends who I've known the whole time that she's been in our house that still don't believe that we have her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because she's just, she never shows her face. Oh, okay. And... You know, we've had cat sitters for like two weeks at a time, never saw her the whole time they were cat sitting. And they would come and sit at our house for hours and hours and hours, you know. Right. It's just some cats have, it's just their personality. Wow. I may not like men either. So it makes sense your masculinity and... You're okay. not, although you're not very. Oh, but no, wait. But your pheromones might be. I don't right. know. For ah, sure. <laughs> I gotcha. Exactly. But see, that's the other thing, too. Because, Christy, I've been waiting for this moment. 
because my housemate, <laughs> speaking of uh, um, being uh, uh, butch, uh, is, okay. uh, is that my housemate uh, was making her dinner one evening. And she's and she was even saying, Dan, I have been taught by les-. she's by the way she's straight, and so she says I have been taught by lesbians how to take care of the house and how to do plumbing and electrical work and things like this, and she couldn't figure out how she put some like a lettuce leaf in the garbage disposal, didn't work. Things started flooding. It was like, what the heck? What's going on? She was having all kinds of troubles. And I'm like, I don't understand. She says, Dan, I couldn't find the reset button on your garbage disposal, so I don't know what's going on. I'm like, goodness gracious. I said, well, let me take a look at it. And I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I want to go to bed. I was after swimming. I'm like, I'm done. But I thought, no, it's better just to get it done now so I don't have to worry about it at a later time. And so I go there. Sure enough, there is no no reset button on my garbage hmm. disposal. So I'm like, really? what's going on with that? But it works because it was twirling. The water was twirling. So when there was a little, some type of motor running. So I'm like, well, the thing at least works. So I know it's, it's not necessarily that. And I went, it's not that. It must be just plugged. I mean, how simple. So I get my little plunger out, you know, get the thing going. One, two, three, boom. It's done. Good for you. I was like... That's I'm impressive. Like another... But th- thank you, Miranda. I have to it tell is. you, I didn't realize you could use a plunger on other things besides the toilet for the longest time. <laughs> so I'm well, impressed that you realized you well, could do that. But with that it. was the other thing, too. It was a double sink. So every time I went... It, I could hear it in the other sink, and I went, oh, man, i got to plug that up and, and get this thing mm-hmm. one-handed. Yeah, I wouldn't and, have thought of that. I just wonder why. See? Oh, uh, see? And the thing, and then all of a sudden, it just it went down. I was, it was solved, and that I go walking in. That sound effect is very pleasant. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're and, very good at the sound of an unclogging garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I've been on the other end. Anyway, uh, right. so, uh, uh, so I went there, made the general announcement, said to my housemate, the garbage disposal and sink, kitchen sink is clean, is, is, is uh, uh, ready and available for any future uh, um, garbaging it needs to do. And she was like so impressed. So, oh, another butch moment brought to you by Dan Burns. Dun, Thank dun, you dun. for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, we're. And, um, I think we're going to take a little break. Yeah, yeah exactly. And we and we are looking for, forward to, um, I guess we've, we've, we've been trying to get on for a couple times now. Yeah, it was just not working out yeah. one way or the other for us to get him on so here. So I'm really excited about um, this one. But So when we get back from the break, we're going to be speaking with Michael Olago, who's the photographer and, I guess, writer of the book Rough Gods. So stick around. And isn't, does he have a, like a, a website? Or? Yes. If you want to follow along the interview on his website. Because <laughs> we're interactive here. Yes. Right. Yes. You yeah. can go to roughgods.com. There we go. Um, and it's certainly worth your going, I might It add. is worth going. <laughs> it's quite a eye candy sort of thing. So, and other reasons to look at it, too. Exactly. Um, if you're interested in that. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll be with Michael Alago. And huh? then I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and then there was like this, and then he just started taking my pants. Oh, oh, we're da- back on the we're air. Back on. Oh, and, no, uh, Dan, hush up. <laughs> TMI, he's, he's TMI. Been having. Such problems. Well, I, I sometimes story. have troubles hearing that yeah. with my, you know. Because well, we take our headphones off. Let's yes. be honest. Oh, all right. <laughs> we take our headphones off during the break and we chat. Yes, catch up on all the sometimes gossip. Sometimes we aren't fully present <laughs> when the music cuts out. <laughs> it doesn't mean we don't care about our audience. Right, right. Exactly. At all. So I think Alex is working pretty hard to get Michael on the phone with us. Um,. Again, that website is roughgods.com, and I'm really hoping that Meredith and Dan, you have lots of questions for Michael. Well, definitely, definitely. I've been looking forward to that. See, I'm looking forward to um, talking to about his book. It's at uh, many places. Yeah. So, um, so I thought I went and took a look, and yes, there's all kinds and the artwork that's in it. I mean, just the tattoos. um, Are really awesome in them. So I was really impressed with some of the the work that they were doing. well, you know, we can do this on. Uh, I can do this on the air, and um, we can maybe switch um, our third uh, uh, guest for um, 
and maybe come back? We can, sure. Okay. If, if Alex is having a hard time getting him so on the phone. Talk about your, talk amongst yourselves. Okay. I love technical difficulties. <laughs> and we, we are good at them at this point. We we're are good and we're negotiating we them. We are. We're very skilled at navigating make, the rough waters. We make do with the lemons. That's right. That's right. We do. We make lemonade as much as we can. <laughs> And this is a fascinating conversation. It is. It's scintillating is what it is. We're sorry that your chair is that low to the ground. We're sorry. (laughs) Good thing you're tall. (laughs) It works to your advantage. Well, we have uh, Kevin, and I didn't actually catch Kevin's uh, last name, but Kevin from the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Affairs Office here at the University University. of Michigan. And while he's fixing his earphones and getting them all situated. Hello, hello, Kevin. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Great. Great. So um, there's like a lot that's going on at the office um, here on campus. Yes. So like what would be some of the highlights that are going on? Well, I'll start with what's going on tomorrow. Oh, that works. Uh, tomorrow we have Color Splash, which, uh, which is a social for LGBTQ um, people of color and their allies. And that will be from 4 to 6 p.m. in the Michigan League in the Kessler Room on the third floor. And it's a great event. Um, we do it. It's in conjunction with the MLK Symposium of events that's going on here at the U. Oh. Um, and we're really proud of it. So I encourage wow. everyone to attend. So the MLK, that, that's been going on for about a week and a half now, I guess. or cause it's, it's a month long, but the, oh. the weekend thing happened where they, you know, students get off and they can go to the symposium happened about a week and a half ago. Yeah. Oh, I yes. did not know that. I didn't know that it was so celebrated in a, a full month. Oh, wow. That's great. And so what is Color Splash? It's basically just a social event. It's a reception. There's music. Um, Tomorrow we're going to have some speakers as well. Oh, wow. So it's it's a very nice event. Okay. Wow. Well, great. What else is going on? Well, immediately following that, in the same place, (laughs) is an LGBTAQ community planning meeting, which everyone is welcome to attend as well. And that is to plan the week of celebration events in March, which has been called Queer Visibility Week in the past, or Pride Week last year. Okay. So this is a chance for everyone to get involved in the planning of that week. And to make contributions to the events that go on and make sure the event looks like something that they'd want to attend. Oh, great. Right. And what That's a, gr- a smart way to do it. Yeah. You party and then you work. Yeah. Exactly. That could be better. <laughs> we have the priorities that way. Exactly. <laughs> it's not the other way around. Because you right. don't want to wear yourself out for the partying, so you party first. Uh, that's why some, I have dessert first. Exactly. So I always leave room for the dessert, you know, so um, with my dinner. The best part comes first. And the community planning, so that's, um, um, so that's everybody getting involved and seeing what's going on in the community and uh, great. And do you yes. guys have any like ideas that are coming up, or or that you would like to see happen? Or well, there's stuff that happens every year. There's a big kissing rally that's usually in conjunction with the events. And then other than that, it's basically whatever people want to do. It's, okay. it's pretty open. Okay. So Terrific. bring your ideas tomorrow. Exactly. Be creative. And it's at six o'clock in the Michigan League Kessler Room on the Kessler third Room. Floor. Okay. Yes. Great. All right. Terrific. And w- what else is happening? Oh, I can go on and on, Dan. I bet you. I, I see that stack of papers. I'm like, oh, I'm getting nervous. We only got 15 minutes. Well, oh. we also have our coming out group, which is starting up. Oh. Um, as you know, closets are for clothes. So for people that want to come out, <laughs> uh, we have a group that supports them in doing You're so. You're hired. That's right. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> So is, is, are coming out groups really that necessary anymore? I mean, come on, we're everything. We're like we're out and about all over the place. I don't think so, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Um, I like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, definitely. There's a lot of people. I'm glad that you feel comfortable. There's a lot of people who don't. Ah, um, okay. And it, it's really key. Our last group had 11 people in it, and I know they got a lot out of the group. One person was suicidal before he started the group, and wow. when he when he ended, he was just completely on cloud nine. Just his self-esteem had just shot through the roof. It was great. Wow, so, good work. Thanks. Man, yeah, that's great. It's exciting. So, like, what are people, like, finding that they can't, I mean, are they, still, are they out to the close friends, or, like, are they coming to this group and, like, nobody knows that this is their first time telling people? It really varies. There's a wide range of experiences. Some people are out to their friends, but not their family. Some people are out to the family but not friends some people not out to anyone um okay. it's, it's a pretty good mix actually okay. and and not to reveal any any secrets or identities or anything like this but is there are you seeing seeing any changes in like what they're concerned with or is it the, still the similar being rejected or not feeling comfortable 
Yeah, I think it's the usual, just the societal okay. messages that they get, you know, some people concerned with religion, things of that yeah, nature. Definitely. Yep. Yep. That's actually, that's, that's a new one on me that I, I haven't heard. I mean, I've heard of people being dealing with religion and coming mm-hmm. out, but, um, I think people are being, are more religious these days to whatever extent, mm-hmm. not necessarily to the extreme of right, it, but right. buying spirituality. And so those messages can be sort of hard to, to juxtapose to each other. It makes it kind of confusing. And yes. Yes. How do they work together? And Definitely. Definitely. And luckily there are some great religious groups that are affirming of LGBT identities. And so we make sure the people that are in the group are aware of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Wow. And, and good job that they're coming out of there feeling positive, more positive about themselves. Thanks. Cha-ching. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, when is that group or how do people get involved with it? Oh, do they call somebody? Question. Okay. Yes, to get involved, they call me. Kevin oh, okay. Correa, okay. At the office, 763 or you can just send me an email, kcrea, C-O-R-R-E-A, at umich.edu. One, time, one more time on the last name? Crea, C-O-R-R-E-A. Okay, great, great, terrific. So what, else, what other exciting things? We also have our ally training program coming up for people who want to learn how to be an LGBTQ ally. Um, we have trainings coming up in February and in March, and people are welcome to sign up for that as well. Now, okay. I asked about the coming out group, and this is going to sound like very repetitive people. Bear, bear with me. But come on. Allies? Do yes. we really need these allies? <laughs> I mean, have they really done us any good? Oh, well. Dan. <laughs> I'm filling time, Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we could just look at what happened with uh, Prop 2 last year. You know, we had some allies on board with that, but we could have definitely used more. Right. Um, the more allies we have, the better. I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what would this training do? Is to help people become allies? Or are you already an ally and you just need to know what to do with that um, position, I guess, you're in? I don't know how to say <laughs> that. But anyway, yeah. It's more about training people how to be allies. Okay. So they learn about LGBT identities, what they can do to help, um, ways to get involved, things like that. And then at the end, everyone who participates gets a logo that says that they're a Michigan ally and people can come to them for help or resources or that they're just a safe safe person to talk to. That's great. I've heard so many people who are allies of the community say, I don't really know what that means. I mean, I support you because you're my friend and I support the community in general, but I don't know what that means. How do I be supportive? You know, right. And, and still feel like, I think sometimes people feel like they don't belong because, well, I'm not, I, that's not, my identity so how do i get involved how do i speak to that when it's not me so right right that's a or really even, awesome training or, or even having the 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 guts to say something like mm-hmm. you know what that joke really mm-hmm. doesn't portray i mean we've talked about before with my younger sister just learning how to be an ally and saying right. you know what my brother's gay and i you know like, she was having troubles in her church and they were saying oh well all those gays are homeless or drug dealers or excuse me drug addicts and things like this and she's like no my brother's got a house and <laughs> he doesn't do drugs so and so she's learning how to step up and i think that's, that's great you know maybe I what are these meetings these trainings well there's there's a bunch of sessions. There's some sessions on. They're always on a Thursday or Friday. There's a morning block. It's for four hours at a time. Okay. There's morning blocks and afternoon sessions. Oh, okay. Um, and for for the specific dates, you can look at our website. Ah, okay, gotcha. And what and what would that website be? The website would be www.umich.umich.edu/tilde/lgbta. Oh, and do you wh- need the tilde? Yes, it's very necessary. Critical component. Oh, okay. Yes. Without gotcha. a tilde, there's nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but one last thing I want to say about the the Ally program is that it's also open to people who identify as L G B or T. Um, mm. Sometimes you don't think that you need to learn how to be an ally, but you do. Just because you are a gay man doesn't mean you know how to be an ally to lesbians or to trans people. I so like it's, it's that. Really I never thought about that. That's, yes. That's wonderful. Oh, Kevin, you're brilliant. You <laughs> oh, know. it's not me. <laughs> Someone is brilliant. Someone's brilliant. Exactly. So, wow. And you know what? And I think that we need that more and more. I was volunteering recently at a, at a place, and it was very... Christy and I were actually doing that. And, um, and what happened was um, we... Uh, so what happened, it was very interesting. It was mostly, I think there was only two women that were in the room with us. And it was, I'm not going to mention any names or anything like this or place, but it was, and 
and Christy and I were talking, or Christy and the other woman, or no, I was talking to the other woman, and they were like, you know, you need to stop talking to her because you're giving us gay men a bad name. Really? And I, Christy and I it made quick, quick eye contact, like, <laughs> did they oh my, did they just say this at this advocacy place? <laughs> so it was very, it stunned. But then afterwards we talked about it and I was like, you know, well, we kind of expected it. <laughs> right. There we were. Right. So, but it was stunning but yeah so to be a good ally i think we you're you're onto something there and if you do teach people how to sort of talk about the issues i think people don't i mean just because you're gay doesn't mean you know how to talk to people about what it means to be gay or exactly so exactly good wow good work thank you a- any last uh last thing plugs. we need to get in let's see um well february february as you know is black heritage month Oh, yes. Um, so one event that I want to highlight that we're really excited about is Heroes, Queer People of Color, which is on Valentine's Day. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a gallery with portraits of famous LGBT people of color. And there's also going to be some readings of some LGBT people of color's work. So um, examples are Langston Hughes, George Washington Carver, Carver Audre Lorde, James Baldwin, Keith Boykin. Pretty big names, and that's going to be in the Michigan Union, the Wolverine Room, on Tuesday, February 14th, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And can we find out more information about the, that program, like on your website as well, like the different names? and Absolutely. That's great. Yes. And again, that's umich.edu slash tilde. Tilde. LGBTA. Yes. Great. Okay. Terrific. Or if they want to get uh, be a part of the coming out group, they call you... At seven six three four one eight six. Good memory. Thank you. Um, and seven three four area code. Yes. But I already don't have your. I didn't memorize the email. Uh, email. Oh, K Korea K. Or you can just email lgbta at umich.edu. Perfect. Easy. Great. Terrific. Well, Kevin, thank you. This has been a joy. Thank you. Yeah. Don't move to Pennsylvania. Yeah, you don't like this then of. Pennsylvania is a bad place to go. Just remember, we told you that. I'll keep that in mind. Our, our former director is in Pennsylvania, well, so I right. <laughs> give him a call. Everybody that, from your office that's been on our show has moved to Pennsylvania. Every oh, one of them. Every single one of them. We're not, <laughs> we're not even kidding you. There's some sort of weird correlation between being on the show and moving to Pennsylvania. So don't so. move there. Okay. No. I have no plans on the, on the horizon. Good. I mean, I mean, we do have a great, such great karma that, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers are coming to uh, Detroit, but maybe go. our karma is changing. Give and take. Maybe yeah. we're, it's sucking it the other direction. <laughs> That's right. You've got a great boy. We'll, we'll trade you our queers for your football players. Like, what? Ooh, Ooh I, I can take advantage of that. It's like, okay. <laughs> that works for me. Terrific. Thanks again, Kevin. Right, I really appreciate you. it. Thank you very much. Yeah, but you really should have seen that that porno. The other. Oh, hi, we're back on. Dan, uh, seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to learn to control yourself. <laughs> yeah, but would he talk about it if we wouldn't listen? That's true. Not. We've created the monster, is what you're saying. So we can only blame ourselves. Exactly. So we're still working on getting Michael on the phone. But while we do that. Do we want to talk about, I don't know, maybe some of that Yeah, we could switch our, our fourth segment and make it our third segment. Right. Um, and then when he calls in... Um, Just interrupt you us, can Alex. Cut, yeah, you yeah. can cut me off. Yeah, so... Um, or so, us off, whatever. That's right. So, so Meredith, what is going on in the world? Well, for those of you who, again, have been sleeping <laughs> with the blanket pulled over your head, um, the Senate... The full Senate is listening. Are you playing with a kitty toy? <laughs> Actually, yes. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bell. bell. So, um. little bell. The full Senate is now um, debating the confirmation of Judge Alito. Um, so for those of you who don't really know what's been happening, Judge Alito would be the next um, justice to the Supreme Court. So explain, can you, I don't know if you know the process at all. So it's gone past. What happens is he gets a nomination from the president. Okay. The president then sends it to the Senate, who sends it to the Judiciary Committee. 
The Got committee it. sits and has hearings, and they listen about it. Gotcha. Judici- Judiciary Committee then has to make a recommendation to the full Senate. Gotcha. Then the full Senate debates it again. Got it. And then there's a vote. So the what would happen Tuesday or yesterday was that the Judiciary uh, Committee said yes, and they were they voted, voted on party lines. Party lines. It and was, now... Right. So it's now been sent to the full Senate, who is now debating it. Okay. On the floor of the Senate. And how do we know how the debates are going, or have they not held those yet? They've been debating. Um, it's been, again, party lines, people, okay. sort of the rhetoric of, of Washington, D.C. at this point is what's been going on, and, okay. and sort of talking about that he's, you know, a good lawyer and, and a good, he's been a good judge to this point in some people's minds because of the way that he's ruled, and he's been, you know, fair, quote unquote. And then there are folks who say that's not true, that he has taken away rights and and has um ruled most often on the side of of the of government and and allowing government to take away people's rights specifically you know people think about the rights of privacy individual rights and and individual freedoms so and did i tell the story about the referees last year last week the referee well, about the when the uh, eastern michigan university attended their mlk luncheon oh yes you did yeah, i did okay and so we, that we would get so upset about if uh, uh the referees of the of the super bowl were one-sided that we would be up in arms but if um but our supreme court justice if we're you know if if they're one-sided we're like okay whatever whatever yeah. and the funny thing is is i think most people don't want that they just right. don't think that they have an impact on the process. Yeah. So there, you know, it goes back to whether or not you think your voice does anything in the process. And right. So, and I think you do have a voice. And I think, thank you for reminding me the other day that when I said, um, in fact, we were on the air and I said, they don't want to hear from me and things like this. And you were like ready to strangle me going, Oh my gosh, they would love to hear from you. They want to hear what you think. They want a yes. And they want to know. Exactly. And just, and that's the other thing that was really scary this morning. I was listening to a show where they do the kind of like the jaywalking and someone there saying how um, they were asking people if they knew who um, Alito was and I forgot his first name already but Sam, Sam Alito and they were like an actor and an author and they said well we'll give you a hint um, a judge Alito and they went oh he's in people's court mm-hmm. so right you know. I think you know I'm sure there are other things on TV you want to watch besides C-SPAN's coverage of the... Actually, no. I mean, actually, to be honest you, with you, I there's think... There's not a lot. There wasn't a lot on last week. No, and I think that the... And the, actually, if you took the time to watch it, it was actually fairly interesting. Yes. I mean, to hear people's perspectives on the issue and even to hear the vote yesterday out of committee yes. and sort of the conversation back and forth. And and there is a lot of animosity. I'm I'm often surprised that we get anything done. Right. In our government, because right. people just seem so adamantly, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say to make you angry, and I don't care about trying to find some compromise in the right. middle. So. But so we have all voted of, on our, our next guest, yes, who's right. going to be wonderful. We've all agreed. Speaking of the rough trade that is the United <laughs> States Senate, <laughs> we are joined on the telephone now by Michael Olago. Um, it took a little while to get him on the phone. We've been trying for 20 minutes, but we succeeded in getting Michael on the phone. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm pretty good, thank you. Why not? <laughs> Here we are. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Um, so we've talked a little bit about the book, but could you tell us in your words what the book Rough Gods is? Uh, well, it, it, it's a, it's a photography book. It's a book of uh, men that I admire, men that I love to look at. Um, I do too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it, it's it's a book of new work of mine that um, uh, that's not homogenized. You know, it's a book uh, uh, of men who are tattooed and athletic and and strong and have interesting personalities and. Uh, uh, that's what I kind of wanted to convey in the book. You know, there are so many books out these days that are homoerotic and stuff, but they're all like everybody uses models from agencies, and then one book begins to look like the other. So I just kind of wanted to break that mold a little and show like real men, construction workers, blue-collar workers, porn stars. Um, and the book's a little kooky because it's offset by pictures of flowers and Marlena Dietrich's grave site is even in there, and um, 
I don't know. I just kind of wanted to make this offbeat photography book that basically was about men, uh, men that people feel like when they opened up the book that they these guys were available to them. Um, oh, really? <laughs> well, and, yeah, I mean, I think you get that feeling like, oh, I could meet him at a bar somewhere. Oh, yeah. Um, or in a dark alley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and did you choose these men just on their physical appearance, or did you, I mean, I know you well, said something about the personality. Yeah, it starts with the physical appearance, because uh, I, I love guys who are big and strong and tattooed, um, but then, you know, you have to talk to someone and hope that they have an interesting personality, um, because if you start, you know, if you start taking a picture of someone and they really aren't that interesting, you know, it all kind of begins and ends with the eyes. If there's no real eye contact or if somebody's dead in the eyes, then the picture just says nothing. Right. Right. You, know, you don't have anything. Yes. Yes. And, and you started off with um, taking uh, Polaroids. Uh, what, what's, why did you choose Polaroids at first? <laughs> because I have no patience and I love immediate gratification. <laughs> um, but part of the truth of that is I was in the music business for a very long time, so I would travel all the time when I was making records in different cities. And, of course, once I got out of work, which meant I was leaving the studio, um, I'd wind up going to, like, whatever the favorite local hustler bar or pool bar, gay bar there was in each city. And if I picked up guys, I would always Polaroid them. Um, so... I wound up having this huge collection of Polaroids from my like 23 years in the music business. Oh, wow. Um, I know, it's crazy. I don't even know if I should tell people that, but I did already. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. So it's like, I just, like I said, I love that immediacy. I love the small, square image. I like that if you have a Polaroid in your hand, you have to look at it up close and kind of get involved and hope that it tells a story because you wonder... Where did he pick this person up? Who is this person? What's going on in this picture? Um, so I don't know. That's how com I, that's how I got involved with Polaroids. And then after I left the music business after 23 years, um, I just continued to take Polaroids. I've always had an interest in photography. I always collected odd pictures from flea markets because I always wanted to know like what was going on in that picture. I always kind of made up stories about who these people were and like what kind of life they had. So I'd eventually extend over into me taking pictures and like I said, just loving the immediate gratification of seeing a Polaroid develop in front of your face and see what you had there. And um, I don't know, Polaroids can just be very interesting and telling about a person. They're raw, they're no-nonsense. You know, you can't touch them up, so it is what it is. Mm, and hopefully you've captured mm -hmm. this, uh, for me, in my mind, seductive moment. Yeah. I've always thought, personally, Polaroids are very honest. Like, it's not just that it's raw. It's like, this is this moment. Right. It is what it is. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's that moment. Wow. Exactly. So I have a... a what makes a man a rough god? Why rough god? Like, what is that? Well, I think a little bit of my Catholicism came out. <laughs> um, please, it's between those nuns boxing in my ears and, you know, you know, like uh, hitting you over the hand with the rule-up. Uh, you know, I went to Catholic school for 12 years. Um, but to backtrack and kind of answer your question, I think, because I have a little ADD, so... You have to forgive me. Oh, <laughs> um, you too. But it could make for something funny and interesting. We never know these days. That's right. Um, what makes a guy a rough god? I guess the physical presence, the actual physical presence, that they're big and powerful. Uh, so whether that's a football player body, a bodybuilder's body, someone who's really athletic, my eye just gets drawn to that, that type immediately. And then, of course, I want to talk to that person and see if they have any interest in being photographed. And if they're interested, hopefully they're an interesting person. So, like I said, I never wanted to shoot anyone homogenized, anyone who has this real, like, great beauty, anyone you find at a modeling agency, because anyone can do that. And it's, it's making these rough-type men just look vulnerable, look strong, look really handsome, and just keep
keeping it simple and, like you said earlier, honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the God's part is, you know, I think when somebody like, uh, you know, worships someone, like a rock star or something, you know, the slang is always like, oh, he's such a God, you know? Mm-hmm, so I, mm-hmm. I thought just the two words together just kind of rolled off my tongue. I liked how it sounded, Rough Gods. It had a feeling, it had a vibe to it, and that's what my pictures are all about. How did they respond to you when you asked them about taking their picture? Um, some people look at me up and down and wonder, like, who is this person? <laughs> right, What right. does he really want from me? Mm-hmm. Does he want to have sex with me? You know, I guess all sorts of things run through their head. Uh, some people have out and out just said no. But for the most part, I've had really, really good luck. Um, you know, when I walk up to someone on the street, I'll give them my business card. My business card is these two knuckles that say good luck and i think people look at the card they like chuckle they like the sentiment and you know my website is written on the back of the card so they look at the website and the website's pretty cool and has a a variety of types of men on it there are polaroids on there there are digital images but the 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 site is really handsome and kind of slick and here we go again back to that word honest so i think when people see that if they like the work, they call me up and, it, and I shoot their picture. And like I said, I've had good luck with a lot mm-hmm. of the men that I've asked to pose for me. What has been the most memorable f- photography session um, that you've had? Oh, gosh, there's so many because people are so interesting, you know, and everyone has a personality. Um, there's a young man who's in my book, and a lot of people ask me why he's in the book because he doesn't look so rough. His name is Jonathan Coet. He's a young film director who did uh, a documentary about his life called Tarnation. And Tarnation really was about this kid, Jonathan, who took care of his mother and grandfather in Texas. And they're all a bit mental, and they're all on medication. And Jonathan, for some weird reason, knew to save everything from his life when he was a little boy, from, you know, toys, journals, uh, um, voicemail messages on, on the phone machines, and up to present day and he made this documentary about himself and it was in all the film festivals it's really a beautiful beautiful film and Mm. for me when i was asked to photograph him by the film company i just felt he had this rough raw rock and roll feeling to him he was like a rock star so he kind of made it into rough gods strictly because he reminded me of a rock star Mm. and he was rough around the edges and and beautiful even. So for me, that was reason enough to put him in the book. And he wound up just being this really fun personality to shoot. We just wandered around the city. We went to the West Side Highway and almost got killed with traffic going by. But, you know, it was just a fun, great day. So that was, I guess, one good day of shooting that kind of worked for me. And and so when I was looking at your website, uh, it's yes. um, it's roughgods.com. Uh, uh, so you do actually have like you have a picture of a, a of a flag with a blue sky behind it, and uh-huh. and also well, I like to mix things up. I like to make things really beautiful. I just I like to shoot things that are handsome and beautiful, and I love breaking it up. Uh, especially in my book, like a lot of the pictures of men are offset by flowers. I offset by different bits of architecture that mm-hmm. made that same architecture may creep into the background of the picture of the man. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to make it, well, it's a photography book that's like an art book that has elements of porn about it. And once again, it's, it's, it's an honest, raw book. Um, I love the American flag. I think looking at the American flag is really, really beautiful. Um, I kind of try to separate the American flag by what's going on with our government and in the world today because the flag is just, it's just so beautiful. I love seeing it wave in the air. It says so much to me. And it says so, you know, seeing it in the air on top of buildings just makes me hope and wish that we had a better America. And we don't, unfortunately. But just plain and simple the visual of a flag i just think is beautiful and i like how it works within the context of my work well great again the website is roughgods.com and we actually um did want to let folks know that locally the book is available at common language 
um, if you're interested in, in checking it out. But you can also look at stuff on the website. Um, and you've already been here to do a book signing, correct? Or is that coming no, up? The fun p- wait, the fun part about all of this, and if you all think about it, I'm dying to show my pictures somewhere in Ann Arbor. So Keith over at... Um, Common Language. The bo- Yep. At, uh, at the bookstore, yeah, Common Language, just he had heard about me somewhere, and he called me up, I sent him a, a display copy of the book, and he wound up ordering a bunch of books. And then he gave me WCBN's um, name, and uh, I emailed, I think, Dan, um, yep. and Christy got back to me, and here we are. So... I definitely want to come and say hi to everybody in Ann Arbor. <laughs> I mean, I love the idea of coming to Ann Arbor. Patty Smith and Fred Sonic Smith lived there for the longest time. Yeah. Um, yes. And it just could be like a really cool place to come. Oh, it so is. I'm going to start doing my homework and find out about some cool gay magazines, the newspapers that I could send the book to. And Keith said he'll think about trying to find like some kind of gallery or alternative space for me to show my work in. Definitely. So I guess I could say if anybody's listening <laughs> or wants to show my work, I'll get on the next plane. I don't care. All right. I just love meeting new people and, 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 and showing the work to people and hope that they love it. Well, I have it on good authority. There are some rough gods in Ann Arbor, so you could come well, take honey, some pictures. Well, honey, I'll be there sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on. Thank you again very much, Michael, for joining us and for putting up with our technical difficulties. And if you do make it to Ann Arbor, make sure you get in touch, and we'll have you as an in-studio live guest. That'll oh, be that'll be a lot of fun, because there's lots of stuff to talk about from like my music business career and funny stories and we haven't all even, that good stuff. We've just only hit the tip of right, the iceberg. the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Well, this has been really fun. I'm it so has. glad we did this. Definitely. Absolutely. Us too. Well, Thanks thank again. Thank you all. And uh, like I said, if I wind coming up there to show my photographs, you'll be the first I call. Right, Please great. do. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, thank all you right. very much. Have a good night. Thank you. Be well. Well, bye-bye. Our, bye-bye. bye-bye. Well, all right. Yes. So, again, if you're interested in checking out the website, it's roughgods.com. Um, and his name is Michael Alago. You can also um, check out the book at Common Language. So, we're going to take a quick break on Closet Stuff for Clothes. And when we get back, we'll finish talking about Judge Samuel Alito. Yes. And Washington Rough Trade. And other judges. And other judges. <laughs> And it was just one of the, oh, we're oh, back already. Talky, yes. talky, 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 <laughs> talky, talky. So, where were we with this, Samuel? You were just telling us about the process, right? I was just telling you the process, right? Exactly. It. Well, you know what? There is another process that's going on. Dun dun dun. No, I think this is a good lead-in. Oh, okay. Because I think if you're willing to vote for something mm-hmm. such as this particular item that you're speaking of, exactly. why not take an interest in? And yes, and because that's one of the things that happened was that with the person right. who didn't thought this, that Judge Alito was on Judge Wapner. Uh, by the way, if if you don't know who he is, he's not on he's not on people's court. No. Um, but um, well, and I think that this goes to just show what you're going to talk about is that we are not one dimensional. No, exactly. There are many facets to the things that interest us and what we want to talk <laughs> about. And it's not just, I mean, it's important to talk about the Supreme Court. It's but very it's valuable. also equally important it's, to... Well, I wouldn't well, go so far as to say equally important. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it is, it is important to also talk about other things. Yes. And so... Tell us, Dan. There has, been, speak there has been a buzz. I was at a, at a card party recently and they were like talking about American Idol. Yes, folks, it is back on Closet Stuff for Clothes. American Idol we'll is never making stop the news. talking about American Idol. <laughs> exactly. And, American um, Idol and the Oscars. You can always <laughs> count on us how to talk long? about those two things. Exactly. The gay, pop- uh, the gay Super Bowl. for nothing else. So, anyway, I was watching, well, briefly watching the American Idol le- a couple weeks ago, or two Tuesdays ago, and, and I was really... Uh, 
taken aback with some of the comments that were made um, uh, by um, Simon and Randy and 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 then Paula just kind of you know I know I'm all on first basis uh, first name basis but um, <laughs> I'm sure you knew um, that they all that they just seem to that this year seems to be more vicious and and more picking on due to gender expression than. Than anything, because there was a uh, a young man that got up there, and and uh, yes, he had a very high voice. Yes, he had. Um, uh, well, he didn't have a very high voice, but it was a very high pitched voice, and and he looked um, effeminate. And Randy was taken aback the fact that, oh my gosh, this is actually his name was like Stephen. Yeah, something right. Yeah. yeah, and and that this was a this was a a boy in front of me, and they like told him says you know you'll do much better if you just shave the beard and put out a dress. I was like, what is that really? all about? No, right. I totally understand that. Yes, the show is about singing to or or, or um, picking a a song or a genre that that would fit your voice and your and your presence. Right. But I was I was just. I was taken aback um, by, or or even the there was a, a person that went up there, and I, I, I may be mixing up my folks now, but it's they got up there and decided that they wanted to sing something um, by Whitney Houston. Yeah, and and they were shocked by that. Now I'm not saying that either one of them could have gone on further or that they had wonderful voices, but I was stunned by the right. reaction of There's, if they're the thing is is that they the producers make a definite choice as to which I mean they audition a million people right you easily know, easily they make a choice as to which people they're going to put on the show in this early stage of the game right you know as to which auditions they're going to show the 35 million people that are watching and they very clearly are picking those on purpose you know yes. they they aren't picking the folks who don't cause them discomfort no. because of their gender identity or expression right there there i mean there are a fair share of them as well but they are what i've said last year my partner and i had this long discussion about how are these people that are so awful getting through into the because you know they pre-audition right everybody who comes to the audition auditions once before they ever see the three main judges and they decide at that point if they go through or whatnot well and what they do Mm -hmm. they don't pick mediocre people to go through they pick really bad and really good yes from that pre-audition and they pick the really bad people simply to make fun of them right? right and we know that if if because it's the only thing some vast majority of the Americans only watch, I mean, I'm one of them, only uh-huh. watch that first part. I don't really care who the next American Idol is. See, and I'm the exact opposite. Right. I am too. I'm, like, I'm not very uptight about it right now. No. If I miss it, whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like, in fact, people are saying, oh, do you watch American Idol? And I just say no now just because it's like, I don't watch until the last 12. Mm-hmm. And then I'm interested in trying to see, because then it's a good show to me. Getting up there, like just like Jerry Springer. I just, I can't it's watch painful. Jerry Springer. Yes. And it, it's, and especially. I didn't realize they pre-screened like, I had no idea that they pre-screened oh, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first. Mm-hmm. Group. Yeah, they pre-screen. Yeah, a friend of mine's daughter went and and got cut, and they were talking about how the process was, and I was like, wow. I had no idea. Yeah. And, I mean, she almost made it, and then got cut at the last minute, and was just like, oh. Um, but yeah, but then they also the same comment, and then they're also making fun of fat people. Well, that's not new. That's not new. He's always making He's fun, always of, fat made fun of that. He's but always the, like, you're too big, you're three people, you're... But it's particularly at women. Yes. We will note that Ruben Stuttered, the second American Idol, when he won, weighed 350 pounds. Yes. Like, it's not, it's specific misogynist fat hatred. Yes. You know, like, the the woman that he said we need to be, build a bigger stage for the other right. night, she was probably, you know, she probably wore a size 22. Like... Not a very large woman. No. I mean, large maybe in comparison to, I don't know, Jessica Simpson. Right. But, like, in the average, the average woman wears a size 14 mm-hmm. in this country. Like, mm-hmm. that, so it's very pointedly at women. He does not say it to men. They never say it to men. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I actually saw, I wa- I'm so ashamed, but I watched... The Paula Abdul True Hollywood Story. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't alone. And, and <laughs> I actually have caught bits and pieces of it. Well, too. and she talked about how she know. I mean, Simon is just being funny. 
like she knows that they've all talked about it the three judges have all talked about that he doesn't really necessarily uh, like think that and I was like, but he shouldn't be making the joke. Oh, exactly. Because he has enough influence of people right. to, to be able to put things up. And, and he says it as though fat women have not ever made it in the music business. Right. right. Well, as though, right. like, there aren't everybody who is a singer and successful. Yes. I mean, look at Aretha Franklin. Right. I would right. say that she is a gazillion times better than Jessica Simpson. Yes. And Right. Yes. Well... When they start calling Jessica Simpson the Queen of Soul, I'll eat oh, my shorts. Oh, hello. You know what I mean? Like, you and me, but I'll eat your shorts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But luckily, we have... Oh, my gosh. Is it that time already? It okay, is. I got to get this in really quick. But Talk the really fast, uh, But glad.org, um, uh, they have been responding to the... And taking on the American Idol. And, and um, they have actually uh, made a couple comments regarding that... Um, Glad is reaching out to the show's producers to discuss our concerns and the concerns of the community of our community members and allies who have contacted us about this matter. The real offense here is the producer's decision to add insult to injury by turn um, by turning a 